Hey, everybody, this is Richard Ryerson from Dose of Leadership Podcast, and you're listening to Bob Nolly on Labrador Leadership Podcast. Live from the RVA, this is the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Dr. Bob Nolly, the program that brings you the leadership skills that can make you the most authentic, approachable leader for the sake of your business, your team, and for you. Now, here's Bob. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you once again? Oh my goodness, you keep finding your way back to us. That's so encouraging. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate it. That is so wonderful. Thank you all very much. Ladies and gentlemen, is episode eight of the Labrador Leadership Podcast. Oh, that's a big chunky number, eight. (laughs) We thank you all for being here. We're very happy to be almost at 10. 10, that'll be a milestone. Oh. But we're, we're going to have bigger milestones. There'll be bigger milestones. <laughs> we already decided we're going to do this for the next 20 years. <laughs> yeah, so we talked about motivating folks last time. Uh, that was a good one. And uh, well, first, how are you doing? How's your week going? It's going good. It's going good. I can't complain. Um, this week was crazy hectic. A lot, a lot of things going on. But, you know, I had some had some time to sit down and and think about um, just some things that kind of in business, you know, had me had me ticking. How was your week? Uh, it, it's busy. I think I think lots of times the first of the year, and folks, it'll maybe February before first folks hear this. But in the first of the year, folks are recharged after the holidays. But I think I think the budget gets reset or projects, you know, all those things that folks said at the first of the year. We're gonna do this. Right. And it's time to start doing that to get off to a good start. And that's important. All right. So what business things have you been thinking about? Oh, <laughs> I love just a blanketed business things, really. Well, that's you said. Um, you said you gave you time to think about business things. <laughs> that's, that speaks volumes, I think. No, you know, I was I was kind of going back and forth with with job opportunities and, and you know, different um, kind of things that I'm excited about coming up in the new year. And I started to really sit down and think, uh, what made, you know, the, the jobs that I'm doing very important to me. And a big thing of what I had been kind of thinking about and going back and forth about is, you know, am I more comfortable in this, in position A rather than position B, because I trust, I trust the company at position A, whereas I don't, you know, and in the other place. And so it, I was just kind of going back and forth and toying with, you know, how I feel about the leadership roles that are, that are above me, you know, and, and what levels of trust I have there. Um, and, you know, among other things, but so I wanted to pick your brain about, about trust and just sort of, you know, from your kind of expert opinion. Well, what? sure. You know, you, you, you've said the secret word here in terms of trust. Uh, do you remember, you know, who Groucho Marx was? Oh yeah. My okay. dad was he different. had in the, in the late fifties and early sixties, he had this game show. I mean, old, old school game show on TV called you bet your life. Mm-hmm. And actually it was just a vehicle for Groucho to do some material, but he would have <laughs> two guests out of the audience come up and stand, stand at microphones on stage next to him for, you know, 15 minutes while he interviewed them. And, uh, 
it was a quiz show, but there was no board or anything. And his little co-host George Fenneman would come out with a tray of envelopes and they were 100, 200, $300 questions that Groucho would ask them which one they want. They would chance to earn a little bit of money. All right. But the thing, the, why I mentioned that was in the beginning of the show, his, his trademark was the duck and he would have this stuffed duck fall down from the <laughs> ceiling with a word in its mouth. <laughs> and if any of our contestants say the secret word, they'll win a hundred dollars. Oh, that's in 1958 or in 59, you know, a hundred dollars was, you know, like what? $5,000 day. Yeah, let's say $5,000. Yeah. So it's a word, you know, it's something around this. So they tell them that. And so the duck should have come down when you said trust, because it's that important. <laughs> and you know, I would have given you a hundred dollars. Yeah, uh, inflation, you know, all that, but I, I have to go. <laughs> yeah. I have to go and just say trust is, is the most important thing. And it's tied to ethics. It's tied to integrity. Uh, but if, and I always think about, can you teach this a leader? You could trust is somebody. I think first is somebody that has the sense of confidence they're confident in uh, in what they can do. Harry Deutschendorf had a, had a really good article in Fast Company recently, and he talked about leaders needing to be confident in their own abilities. Think about uh, think about people in your social life. You know, I'm, I'm, I'll say personal life. I mean, can you imagine being in a relationship with somebody that was not confident? It was always having suffering these crises of confidence. You know, what is the buzzword? Confidence is sexy. Yes, that's very true. And so if you're not confident, you know, I, it, it's going to be tough to work for you. Somebody that's always a little scatterbrained and not, not, you know, not sure that the team, the group, the business is doing the right thing. Can you imagine a CEO at the top of the house? You know, that's somebody that's supposed to sell the vision to you, create the vision and sell it to you and not being confident. Right. You're going to start going, what am I doing here? Yeah. So that's a problem. That's a big thing for me. The, uh, another thing, uh, you have to tell the truth. I mean, you have to tell the truth. If you tell the truth, people will trust you. Now, the thing that leaders struggle with at the middle manager level, at the line level, is this. How to answer questions that they know the answer to that they can't share. Right. That's really hard for some. Uh, let me see if I can give you an example. There are rumors. Everybody's talking about layoffs. Are there going to be layoffs? Mm -hmm. Well, he can't say yes if indeed he knows there are going to be layoffs and he's been part of those conversations. You can't say yes. But a real leader doesn't say no either. Leaves the possibility, I suppose. So your answer has to be framed up uh, along the lines of, I think I've actually used these words, is, you know, if I knew, I couldn't tell you. Ooh. If I knew, I couldn't tell you. I, you know, these, these are tough times and, you know, the economy and the market is such that we're, we're trying to make some tough, tough decisions. So if you but say, we're taking everything into account. If say an upper level manager came to you and said, okay, Bob, there's going to be some budget cuts. You can tell people there's going to be budget cuts. Don't tell them we're going to lay off 
a quarter of the staff. Yeah, actually, it's usually worse. It's usually you have to cut 10% of your salary budget. It's, it's like that. And But, uh, you know, an easier answer, of course, is uh, if I knew of something, I I wouldn't be able to tell you. But but I'm, I'm not aware of anything. Uh, isn't that kind of stretching the truth? No, no. I mean, if you're not aware. I mean, if you're not oh. aware. If if you're not aware, if there's no plans, but that the, the rumor mill's going, you go. If if there is something, I couldn't tell you, but I'm not aware of anything. That's different than saying no, because you may just not be aware of anything yet. You may be on the outside, right? But if you know, you, you can't tell. You just can't. It's a tough place to be. Yeah, it's very tough. It's That's very tough. It's easy. You know, let's look at the other side of it too. Uh, when you have to call somebody in to have that difficult conversation, that just is, of course, a horrible day for them, but it's the bad day for you too. Right. Uh, let's talk about a good day. <laughs> when you get to promote somebody, when you have them in there, if it's, you know, if it's concurrent with the performance evaluation cycle and you're going over the feedback and the paperwork from them, and you could say, uh, you've been promoted to senior so-and-so and you deserve it. That's a great conversation you have. Right. And, you know, when you have those, it's it warms your heart and you want to make sure you just gush all over them in appreciation because this is their moment. But one one thing I always like to do is I write their spouses. You know, I've spent 50 minutes talking to them and when I get done or you know, the same day because I want to get it in the snail mail, uh, I'll write them a handwritten note that says, Dear Barbara, I just, I'm sure you know by now that uh, I was able to promote uh, John to senior, senior associate today. Uh, I know the work it takes to get that job done to achieve that promotion. And I know he needed a lot of support from you to be able to achieve that. So thank you for being there for him. I look forward to seeing you at some point during the holidays. Thanks, That Bob. is the sweetest thing I have ever heard. And, uh, and, yeah. I know you don't, you don't see it as a sweet thing, but that is, that is amazing. Yeah, it's a good thing. That. And you know, if, if leaders, if managers can get in the mindset of doing things like that, I mean, you talk about the motivation things we talked about. You know, I, I'm thinking your folks are motivated to do the job for you if you're working for a guy that does things like that. Right. And I didn't come up with that on my own. I learned that from somebody that I worked with. And I, I remember just locking that in and going, I'm doing that for the rest of my career. Now you're lucky if you get an email and the person's your boss. You know? <laughs> that's, that's, so that's a good thing. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so you have to be confident. Tell the truth. Uh, the other one, oh, oh, do the right thing. God. That was a Spike Lee joint, wasn't it? Do the right thing. <laughs> that was. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the whole trust. That aligns right there. That's that's saying your your actions have to align with your words. You have to you have to have your actions align with your words. If not, you know you're you're shot. You've shot yourself in the foot already. Uh, here's something. Here's a tricky point as well. Talking about trust. You got to have the message being the same going both ways, going down to your team and up to the senior management team. How's, 
how's that manufacturing operation going? You look at your team and you go, folks, we're hitting our output goals, but we're having a defect rate problem. And we're going to have to address that. So I'm going to have meetings with each unit to talk about how we're going to affect the defects coming out of there. Looking up to the management team, we're hitting our outlook goals, but we've got a defect problem. And here's what we're doing about it. That's the same message. You're not going to look up at the management team and going, everything's fine. (laughs) (laughs) We're hitting our goals. (laughs) We're shipping the stuff on time and on budget. Because you'll someday you're going to be dead in the water because here it comes. Where are all these defects coming from? Yeah. So the message, the whole point of that scenario, and you know, when I tell these stories, I try not to put too much detail into actually what's going on. But you know, in both, there's the point is in both directions, you got to be sending the same message. Funny that you said that about you don't uh, go into too much detail because I just thought of that entire story in my head as like a Dilbert comic <laughs> they're being like yeah we're making it on time we're doing great and they're just like swimming yeah that's <laughs> right we're doing a backstroke it yeah exactly we're doing oh. great uh when you when you learn information when news becomes available whether it's good or, or bad not necessarily in the layoff situation but the first question out of my mouth when i've heard something uh in a meeting is can i share this with my team that's that's like almost a reflex question because you want to make sure the information you'd be given number one, it's accurate. You want to make sure you send it out in a timely manner. And that's why I like those little stand-up meetings. Just go, everybody, let's go stand in the hallway here for a minute or the, in the front area. Just want to take a minute. I've just heard that this is happening. That's all I know. Are there any questions? Okay. So they get it right away. And that just did that that leaves such an impression that you're with them, that you're committed to them, right. that they're that as important. Is so a, important. Yeah, they're as important as any other person in that organization. Right. But I want to make sure you know it because you've got to take care of customers or you've got to ship product or you, you be on the phone. You've got to know. You've got to know. Uh, what's another thing? Oh, at the top of the house. You know, if, if we define leader, you know, what the two things leaders have to do, they have to create a vision and they have to sell it. And when I sell it, I don't mean hard sell it. They just have to communicate it to you. Right. They have to have values. They have to create a vision. This is what we do. This is where we're going. And here's how we're going to do it. You know, my career has been long enough that, you know, I've been through a couple of economic cycles and I remember in the banking industry is a tough time for a couple of reasons. I I think they're real estate issues, at least regional ones and not national ones at the time, not the most recent mortgage, uh, debacle, but, uh, we kept having these big roadshow events where they would get everybody from all over the state into this theater here in town, 4,000 people. And there was a big event and the, the, the senior leadership would get up and speak. And then there'd be a, a reception afterwards and they'd ship everybody home. And, you know, when we were having trouble, you know, replacing laptops and things like that, I'm going, why are we spending 
all of this money on that event. And that's because communicating the vision is, is important. Because everybody that went there got recalibrated. Everybody right there in that moment going, gee, what's going on with the company? That's when the senior leadership, the CEO, stands at the top and goes, we're going that way. Right. And, really and, and you buy you, into that. You can ask for, you know? Yep. And so, and the values, and this is how we're going to get there. Absolutely. And so, you know, after you communicate that to them, this is how we're, we're going to get there. Then, then what comes next? You know, you've told them destination is, you know, this X, Y, and Z to, you know, take our company and make it global or take our company, you know, that any, any old goal will do, but then what do you do next? You, you have to help them relate, help everybody relate to their jobs, what their job means to that process. And you don't do it person by person. You don't even do it job title by job title. You, you may do it functional unit by functional unit. So uh, the customer service area, every customer contact that we have has to be a positive experience for our customer. And if you think it's not, you find out why and get somebody to help you fix it for them. So there you are. If you find out, if the vision is you want to be the number one customer service in whatever your industry is, that message needs to get all the way down to the people at the desks, on the phone, wherever you're contacting your customers. And you know, today, today, that that's what more and more companies are trying to get creative about. We, we hear lots of, of talk about uh, companies going to a holacracy, which is there no is no org chart. Turn the pyramid upside down. Put everything you know there in support of the folks in the line because it's that magic point. Magic's not the right word. It, the critical <laughs> point, right there, where you you have that interaction interaction with your customer where you can add value right there, right there is where you make it happen. And you've got to make sure everybody's focused on that moment. So it seems like the kind of the, the base of trust within, you know, any sort of organization, it really sounds like communication is kind of the backbone of that. Absolutely. And, you know, the whole communication issue, you know, how many different kinds of communication do you get on the job? You get email, you get memos, you get phone calls, and you get meetings. Right. And we kind of look at them differently in terms of what I call the richness of the media. I mean, contextually, which is the richest one is the face-to-face -face meeting. Right. Because – you're hearing it. There's no, there's no channel that, you know, can create noise. Right. There's nothing to be a distraction. It's right there. And the most important thing should be delivered that way. And that goes back to the whole roadshow, the big event. That's the rich media right there. If you right. got a memo about that, folks, it's really important that we concentrate on customer service. Well, you know, that just doesn't hit you with the same impact. 
But right. if you get everybody in the same room, even if it's just your team, forget the whole organization coming to town. Even if you just get the five people, 10 people on your team together in the same room and say, this is what's most important to us. And here's how we're going to do it. Yeah, I think everything from interpersonal to mass communications, really, that that link between you know communicator and audience is, is really just an effectiveness. So it's, it's the level of how effective your message is that really kind of drives it home. You know, you could be communicating on a daily basis face to face with your employees. But if you're not saying, you know, facts, you know, that can be backed up and, and kind of proven through a timeline, you know, you're just feeding them false information. And then, you know, you're not having an effective communication. So I guess that effective communication is really what kind of drives the trust. Um, but if you muddle in, you know, yeah, I, you know, that thanks for, thanks for staying on this point about communication. You know, how many times and how many resumes or CVs or, or however you, you post your document of your experience, you say, uh, excellent written and oral communication skills. There are times I just want to go, <laughs> how do you know? Yeah, and then you get them in an interview, and you're like, "Wait, what? Yeah, you how do you know? Yeah, you were good at this. Uh, all right, one more thing about trust that bubbled up here. We, we've kind of expanded about what the you know the the core trust issue is, uh, and you could do all of these things we've mentioned, but at the bottom, there's the equity issue that comes to mind as well. And equity means treat everyone fairly. That doesn't mean treat everyone the same. That doesn't mean treat everyone the same. It means treat them fairly. Give credit where it's due. Don't take credit for everyone else's work. Right. Yes, as a manager, you get credit for everything that your unit does. You get the blame for everything your unit does. But give credit where it's due. Make sure those folks get recognized. That's a, that's a hard pill to swallow for some folks. Wait a minute. You didn't treat me the same as you treated them but I treated them fairly. Right. I mean, does everybody make the same salary in a department? No. More often than not, in the same position, the last person in makes more. Huh. The last person in. Generally, in, in recent economic times, because through growth of the company, salary ranges generally increase over time. Right. Huh. So the last person in, that starting salary for that range is going to be higher. So people will go, is that fair? That's why we, we, it's not a good thing to talk about salaries because it'd be very easy to foist inequity into that conversation, whether it's fair or not. It just doesn't seem fair. Now, a leader has to be able to have that kind of conversation. So, for example, if you came to a job and earned that job and started at X, dollars and somebody else came in in the same position but they had a bachelor's degree and they made more money that's not the same but generally you could say that was fair let's take education out of it let's say somebody else comes in with five years experience and is Mm -hmm. making more money well you know that's fair because you're paying for that experience one way or the other So that kind of covers the trust thing. Now, what have I missed? What holes in it? Put holes in it. Yeah. 
What have we missed? Hmm. Well, we covered we covered the confidence. We covered, you know, kind of always the the truth being the most important kind of in all tell-all situations. We discussed doing the the right thing for the company. We discussed consistency of messages between upper level and lower level and across across the board. Uh, Timeliness. We covered vision and values and credit. And then we covered a whole lot of communication that I threw in there because you picked a communications buff and I'm obsessed with it. So it comes out a lot. So I apologize for that. Yeah, that's uh, that was my undergrad work, and I loved it. I just absolutely loved it. You know, you get a little bit, you start to kind of analyze everything in that aspect. So, you know, pardon me. Sometimes I'm going to go off off board on it, but you know, that happens. So uh, we got it covered. Yeah, this is a good one. Nicely done. Trust that came out of nowhere. <laughs> and thanks to. Uh, Thanks to Harvey Deutschendorf for the, for the article. And Harry, if you listen, I hope we hear from you. And actually, I hope I hear from a lot of people. Uh, please, you know, getting some great feedback. So please go and subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you find us. Give us a rating review. And I, I want to hear from you. That's why I want to hear from you. Hit us on the Labrador Leadership Facebook page and give us a post there. Email me, Bob, at LabradorLeadership.com or uh, come find us at the website. Because I want to hear from you. Some things are going to start to happen soon where I want to start gathering some things for you. But I want, I want to hear what you need and what you think and what the problems are. If, if, if you were sitting in Alex's position right now talking to us, what exactly do you want to hear from you? Absolutely. We want to hear from you. Uh, hang in there. Take care, Alex. We'll see you next time. All right. Thank All right. You bye, bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. For the sake of all the special people in your life that deserve you to be the best leader you can be. Connect with us on our website at labradorleadership.com, on Facebook at Labrador Leadership, and on Twitter at Lab Leadership. Now, here's a final thought from Bob. I hope we gave you some good things to think about concerning trust today. We really only scratched the surface. It's that important, not only at work, in all the relationships in your life as well. Next time, a real leadership freak. We'll see you then.